welcome to another episode of Sex and Fries. It is another dreary day in paradise, but here we are with some more thoughts and discussions on self-sabotage. Sabotage. Um, I I was really struggling on what to discuss in this episode or even what to call it that I had these thoughts of, you know, your aha moments or I'm like, wow, self-discovery just hit me right in the forehead. And now I realize that my biggest problem is self-sabotage. So I've heard about a like a lot about of it, about it today. And for some reason, I seem to be surrounded with articles and discussions on self-sabotage. And as I start to, to really think about it, it's sort of like everybody just says, don't. <laughs> just don't do it. You know, have confidence. Be yourself grow, learn. Just don't do the self-sabotage and you'll be successful. Well, I've had those many, many times. I look back on things that I have written years ago and realize that I've had many aha moments, have had that self-discovery of, you know, that I was my biggest problem. So as I was saying, I was having this little mental conversation of, is it an aha moment that self-sabotage is my biggest problem or that the self-problem is the biggest problem? Hmm. So exactly what is my problem? Why am I so unsuccessful? I started to think maybe it was because I was always trying to figure out what made me unsuccessful instead of what makes me successful. So I had a lot of ahas or what I like to say holy crap moments when I started to realize that I already knew that I lacked self-confidence and that I sabotaged pretty much everything with my fears. This really was not new to me at all, but the fact that I was waiting for something to change it, this was new. I'm not as sure if I was expecting some lightning bolt just to jolt me into some kind of successful life direction or to change my destiny somehow. I really don't know what I was waiting for, especially with me just shutting the door on change every time it appeared. It was starting to really get on my nerves, and I seemed to go in and out of it, and it's not like I'm not smart enough to do it, It's just that somewhere inside me, I don't believe that I actually can. 
And I know that you try to change behaviors. And I mean, I've read enough self-help books, you know, and even then I don't finish them. I'll start them. I collect them. I have tons of them. And I'll read something that kind of makes me feel good. And I don't think I've actually finished a book. And that, I don't know why I do that either. So when you kind of like take time to pull yourself out of it and start to put some pieces together, it comes down to my red high heels. And I'll explain. One thing is that I lack self-confidence. It is ingrained negative self-perception that has a deep-seated root um, that maybe I will figure out one day. But one thing is that I found is that my red heels made me have confidence in myself and the way I looked, even if it was just for a moment. Now, I can't walk in these things. They are like six inches of red, hot, fire truck, red, gorgeous, high heels. I have nothing to wear with them. I can't remember why I bought them. Um, but I have them. And I can put them on and I can stand in them. I mean, I have pretty good legs. I have... Um, feet that should be in high heels, but I can't walk in them. I look like a baby giraffe that has some serious identity problems. So these shoes make me feel out of a comfort zone. I once went to a party. Um, my husband and I were invited out to a party and I wore shoes, very high heeled shoes, um, just because my friend said, you know, that I looked really great in them and that we were getting all dressed up and I couldn't move. My feet hurt, but I was complimented all night on my shoes and how great I looked in them. So you really don't have to move your feet when you dance, thank goodness. I mean, you could just wiggle your ass a bit, you know, and your hips and look like you're doing it all. But my feet hurt so bad and I really hadn't walked in them, but I looked amazing and I felt good. Except for the blisters that, no, they didn't feel good. So... Me coming out of a comfort zone every once in a while gives me a little bit of that confidence that I can do something that doesn't put me there. So I heard a quote once that it's your higher self is in direct opposition of your comfort zone. So my comfort zone has weighed me down to a point that I became complacent and as harsh as it may seem or sound, I became useless. I was a useless component in my quest for making my dreams come true. And 
for some reason, and as weird as it may sound, my higher self was in high heels. And comfort be damned. So my comfort zone is the invisible part of me. It's where I don't, I'm not seen in public and I don't have to do anything out of my comfort zone. No one would know that I was in it because I'm surrounded by nothing. I'm doing puzzles or watching TV or reading a book or staying comfortable and out of public view. And I'm talking just like friends, family, any, anybody. It doesn't matter if there's um, public or, you know, doing a podcast or writing on a blog. It's very simple, like in my house, comfort zones. And sometimes it gets very strange to be all by yourself and not realize how alone you are. So I'm not sitting here with my high heels on. That could be weird. But I remind myself with these high heels because I was going through my closet and wasn't sure whether to throw them out because I never used them. There was actually dust on them. But I realized of what they resemble to me, what they, they are a token of success and what I, what could I become? I mean, I could just be a very awkward walking old lady in red shoes, but at least I'd be doing something towards being successful. So whether you have aha moments or holy crap moments or need to get out of a comfort zone or to switch things up, I suggest you just find one little thing that gives you that little push. And whether you are daring enough or, you know, need to do that, just to have a little bit of fun and get out of the comfort zone. My friend is going to Vegas in a month. And with her sisters and she's getting ready and they all wear sparkly clothes. That's their thing. Is you wear something that you wouldn't wear normally. I mean, we live in a small town and you just don't, you know, wear a bunch of sparkly clothes around, you know, the grocery store. You just don't. You wear comfortable comfortable clothes. But to go to Vegas, you wear sparkly clothes, things that you wouldn't wear at home. And you go and do things way out of your comfort zone. And you feel perfectly okay doing that. And sometimes I think we need to bring the sparkly Vegas into that little town grocery store and humdrum and comfort zone area to kind of mix it up and to remind us that we have a lot going on inside. And we can be successful by learning what makes us unsuccessful and learning what makes us successful.
So let me know if you've put on the sparkly clothes or you have put on your red high heels and given yourself the encouragement to come out of that comfort zone just a little bit, just so you can see what you're actually capable of. We're talking baby steps. But self-sabotage is not what we're looking for. Unless those heels really, really hurt. Then you might have to just tone it back a bit and just go for the sparkly t-shirt. Anyways, we'll catch you next time on Sex and Fries. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Sex and Fries. Don't forget to head over to the website, sexandfries.com, where you will find the blog and resources for surviving this crazy life experience.